Ladies and gentlemen, lucky you, because you have stumbled upon I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast. The podcast that features the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons bravely staring down the prospect of their entertainment irrelevance. We are still mid-40s, Bill. We are now in that month where you are... Oddly, a year older than me. Happy birthday, Bill. Yeah, Scurry's Ascendant, or whatever they call the astrological, um, you know, the houses, yeah, the signs. Uh, we are we are in the second Scurry moon. Yes, uh, yes. Happy, 40, happy 46th birthday. I have Thank a few you, more sir. weeks of 45. Yes. Uh, I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno, founder, senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. Back to public, sorry, not public, back to in-person <laughs> events. I, I went down that road. Yeah. Well, no, I'll get to that in a minute. Back to in-person events starting July 6th. Thank the gods. Uh, and with me always and ever, my co-host, the now 46-year-old... Bill Scurry of American Caesar yes. Enterprises, which is an HMO which places shareholder gains over patient health. Uh, once you said HMO, that was implied in America, That's my true. friend. That's true. I just... I, we don't have all day. Can you just cut some... Yeah. It's, you know what? We got we got another depressing, Amer- <laughs> very American topic to talk about today. Let's not talk about that. So we, we always talk about something that is hot, is new, is happening. And usually it's a pop culture thing, but sometimes on the show... We go with just social trends that seem to be people are talking about and seem to be more common. And I think the last time we did something that could be described thus um, was in April when we did vaccine hesitancy, when vaccines were starting to be rolled out and the number of people who just were refusing to do it. And we are still seeing that in this country, thankfully a little less, and also to some extent, fuck those people, but that's a whole other topic. So we're diving back into a topic like that today, and we will do our best to not be depressing, we promise. We are looking at the new wave of air rage. So people are getting back out there, flying the not-so-friendly skies once again, more than they were. Several people I know have been on flights recently. They have said every seat is booked. And we're seeing and hearing more and more reports of uh, violence in the air, primarily passengers who are yelling, screaming, in some cases actually administering physical violence to flight attendants, fellow passengers, things like that. But air rage itself is nothing new. Um, apparently, the first recorded case of air rage was in 1947 on a flight from Havana to Miami when a drunk man assaulted another passenger and a flight attendant. But incidents of air rage were not common, were at least not commonly reported till the 90s. And um, there's a great list of uh, like uh, lists of air rage incidents on uh, Wikipedia, and I want to read one I like from December uh, 1996. A group of 18 uh, tourists from the United Kingdom became drunk and rowdy and had a food fight on a Northwest flight. Remember Northwest from London to Minneapolis, uh, and they had to be restrained by members of the U.S. freestyle wrestling team. This sounds like a National Lampoon movie. Pretty much, yes. Uh, some members of the drug group supposedly dispatched their children to steal liquor from the drink carts after the crew had cut them off. Uh, a member of the crew assaulted a flight attendant. He was arrested on landing, pled guilty, and sentenced to a month in jail. But, of course, there is a new wave of air rage thanks to, I would say, several factors, but the most obvious is the pandemic. Uh, As you're probably aware to some extent, the CDC, the TSA, the DOT, the NWA, the CW, every organization. The the MSG, uh, yeah. MSG, uh, you know. NHL. uh, NHL. DHL. That would be be relevant here. DHL, yeah. Yeah. FedEx. Uh, They remind the traveling public, if you go to any of those websites now, that uh, no matter what states might be saying, cities might be saying, or, or your adult mind might be saying, uh, you are still required to wear a mask on planes, buses, trains, and other forms of public transportation traveling into, within, or out of the United States and in U.S. transportation hubs such as airports and stations. So the mask mandate is still in effect. Apparently, they are scheduled to drop it in September, but it is still in effect. So you still have to wear masks. Uh, also, if you were traveling during the pandemic, uh, airlines were changing a lot of rules. A big one was a lot of them were not serving beverages, alcohol, non-alcoholic in some cases, food. You can only remove your mask when you are sipping a drink of water. 
Uh, you're not even supposed to remove it when you're alone in the bathroom, but how are they going to know? Unless they're filming us, and I really hope that's not true. I'm the one that puts the cameras in the bathroom, Noah, not the yes, airlines. You, you and Chuck Berry, yes. Yeah. Uh, since January 1st. <laughs> so from great, great reverence. Yeah, deep cut, right? Yeah. Uh, so this year, from the beginning of January to the end of May, the FAA received approximately 2,500 reports of unruly behavior by passengers, including 1,900 reports of passengers refusing to comply with the federal mask mandate. So that is 2,500 in the first five months of the year. In the whole previous decade, the agency had received just 1,300 similar cases. So that's nearly twice as many in the first five months of this year as basically in the entire teens. Uh, also during that time, uh, the first five, uh, no, during the whole pandemic, the TSA reports 60 uh, officers at the security checkpoints were assaulted. Of course, I think those people deserve it because those people suck. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, a quote here from Sarah Nelson, president of Association of Flight Attendants CWA International, which represents 50,000 flight attendants at 17, airli- at 17 airlines. Quote, the constant combative attitude over wearing masks is exhausting and sometimes horrific for the people who have been on the front lines of this pandemic for over a year. Uh, one man on a Southwest airline refused to wear a mask, argued profanely with a cabin crew hit a flight attendant with his bags and he was forced off the plane. A woman on a JetBlue flight refused to wear a mask, threw food in an empty liquor bottle, shouted obscenities, physically assaulted crew members. There's been video on social media, of course, of people encountering politicians in airports and on planes and angrily assaulting them, including your buddy of mine, Stone Cold Gangsta Mitt Romney, because he's one of the few Republicans who has dared to say a harsh word about the greatest Christian who ever lived, Donald Trump. And someone even yelling at Lindsey Graham because, you know, 99.9% fealty to the God is not enough. Uh, but I think the big incident, the incident that really caught my attention and inspired me to suggest this as a topic to you, Bill, was uh, a video went viral of an incident on May 23rd, a Southwest, a brief flight on Southwest from Sacramento to San Diego, and a woman named Viviana Quinones, a 28-year-old woman. There's a video you can watch online. Uh, she is being asked to put on her seatbelt so the plane will land. She is wearing a mask. She's asked to put her seatbelt on, and her response is to punch a flight attendant in the fucking face. And the flight attendant, you see blood spurting from the flight attendant's face. Turns out her nose was broken. She lost teeth, and Quinones was arrested as soon as they landed and released on $35,000 bond. Southwest Airlines, uh, their union responded, there's an epidemic of aggression and assault. The FAA has adopted stricter policy for dealing with this. Uh, two incidents in the past couple months issuing $15,000 fines, $15, fines. And, uh, of course, a lot of people point one of the culprits uh, as alcohol. So as a result, Southwest and American have extended the bans they have on alcohol or limits on alcohol service. They were going to drop them. They've extended them and United joined them on limiting alcohol. Uh, So I wouldn't say it's getting more dangerous to fly because these are still a vanishingly small number of flights and and passengers, but it's more than it was, you know, 2,500 in five months versus 1,300 in a decade incidents reported. So Bill, uh, Let's try to have fun with this. What do you think of this? Do you like this? Is this good? Do you like it? What do you think of it? Do you, do you in fact get it? Is this it? fun? Well, Let's uh, have fun with, with people punching flight attendants because they don't want to wear a piece of cloth on their face. I, I, I had watched uh, a bunch of these clips, and, um, you know, they were the wacky news clips that I'd seen, the wacky items that were uh, shown. You know, I, YouTube had plenty of examples of these things, and some of the news sites I read would indicate. It wasn't until like, you suggested the topic that I looked at the whole cloth of it and saw, you know, what essentially is another epidemic of behavior going on. Although, like you said, the, the number is smaller. We can't quite say this is the human race losing its fucking nuts. Uh, but it, it at the same time, you know, all these incidents come together are more documented because everyone now is ready to go. They're spring loaded with, um, you know, 4K cameras that can pick up all of this stuff. And so there's they're spring loaded with they're spring loaded with their own form of rage, which is I want to catch people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, at least it's it's an apprehensive rage if you want to think about it that way. Well, so there's there's it's, no it's inter- it's internal. It's well, it is yeah. internal. But it's like there's no there's no uh, shortage of um, 
documentation, you know, exactly who's doing this. People can't wiggle out of it. Like you said, the lady who um, nailed the uh, flight attendant right in the face, you know, they, 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 there was no disputing what happened. There was no fine. There was you know, disputing. There, was, there actually was disputing. A woman who was sitting near her who doesn't know her claims it was justified, claimed the flight attendant started. Yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. Maybe. Right, right, yeah. But there's, I find that a harder to believe, and b all right. Well, then the flight attendant's got air rage, you know. So. I read, I read that the um, the flight attendant might have been strident with her. That's most of the people there said the flight attendant was strident. Um, but again, it's like the woman next to that. The, again, the woman next to this Canonas lady was saying she was justified in stepping up and punching her in the face, as if to somehow that is ever justified. The yeah, it, it's I, yeah, no, I can't imagine. No, it, yeah. does, it does. It does not. It does not. Maybe, but probably not. No, it does not grok. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's weird. And the one story that I read that was really chilling on top of all this, and like you said, for the most part, these are people who. Uh, what's the difference between pre-pandemic flights and post-pandemic flights? Well, it's obviously the mask. You know, that's that is what is driving most of this. Uh, you know, and this this mm, I think been, there's more than that. That's is, a big one, but there's more than that. It is, yeah. but I mean, I think that is uh, certainly the bellwether. Most of the things were mask-related. Uh, I think the fraction was something like sixty percent were mask-related complaints, yeah. which you guys know that because everyone's been watching videos from inside Lowe's Hardware and Target and you know Walmart for you know people people who have been knocking over displays and yelling and like quite literally murdering people inside you know box stores over the fact they because i i have the right to enter private because enter private businesses and do whatever i want because i'm an american yeah i can do whatever i want this was a los angeles to atlanta flight and i was just telling Noah about this because apparently you'd not heard about this one beforehand but this was one of the only ones i did hear about at least the loudest this dude who was sitting on the plane wearing a baseball cap with a sort of hard hockey helmet over top of that with the mouth mask on uh slipped a letter a handwritten letter to one of the flight attendants saying there's a terrorist aboard this plane one would assume that he meant himself uh, and he got up and started uh started arguing with the flight attendants up front people were watching this and he ran over to the door and was attempting to swing that big lever to open essentially the door mid-flight while the plane was in the air so a couple of uh, you know burly passengers brought this guy down to the carpet between the seats and, uh, you know, everyone is freaked out. This is where the video begins. It's plainly available. If you're looking for it, there's no shortage of footage of this thing. And uh, you just hear a man shrieking because, you know, they're, they're kneeling on his back to get this crazy person to please stop doing what he's doing. And they have to hold him in place until they can bring the plane down. They, just, they The flight crew said, we're going to bring this down to uh, Oklahoma. It's got to come down. And when they hit the tarmac in Oklahoma, he was met by federal agents. Now, I mean, one of the things I can't remember if you said Noah, but anything that happens on a plane is a federal crime. By, yes, by distinction, yeah, correct. correct. Uh, they're, they're not local, and that means the the you have a federal record. That means the fines are unwieldy. That means you put in a federal. It's it, everything is so much more fucked up. And it's like, at this point. You would need to just have outright ignorance to say that you aren't quite aware that there's a different system of, of things in the air when you're on a plane as opposed to when you're in a fucking pizza place or you're at a Walmart. Bad enough that you do those things there. You're doing it inside of a, you know, a pressurized cabin from which there's no escape. So if they have to zip strip you, they have to drag you down the aisle, literally pull your hands off of the lever to make sure you don't open the door. But in this case... This dude on this plane, by the way, was an off-duty flight attendant. He was a young dude uh, named Steph What was his name? Stefan. Um, uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, Stefan Duncan. And um, he apparently just had a real. I mean, this is euphemism, or maybe I am uh, uh, nullifying it. He had a very bad day, which is, you know, I'm yes. not quite not quite doing he, it justice. He doesn't like Mondays. Yeah, he really. He's got it on the wrong side of the bed. That guy. Yeah. So. He, uh, obviously, something happened where he had a fugue state. He dissociated. This guy was some sort of schizophrenic behavior or something crazy. I, you know, we're not at, we can't possibly theorize what it might have been, but this is not rational behavior. <laughs> Who the hell knows what happened to the guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so that that happens, but that's, I'm sure, the kind of thing that's always happened. Uh, the, if, if you're going to look at somebody's brain chemistry, there's always, you know, we, we love to not diagnose people with, uh, mental illness. We love to not treat people. That I, I that number I would assume is always the con. That's a that's a minimum. That is a a number on the graph that remains flat. Um, those people aren't increasing. One would assume because we have never been in the process. You know, never been in the process of taking care of people's mental health. And I think nope. The, the thing that has increased is the sort of um, zeitgeist. 
the spirit of the age. And, um, you know, I, I will chalk this up to, you know, what you say, no, with a cult of personal freedom. Uh, the idea that um, not only do people have a misguided and completely wrong interpretation of what personal freedom means living in a society. Uh, but they've been told for the last four years and now, especially since January, the rhetoric heating up with, you know, well, everybody knows what the rhetoric has been since January. Um, there is a real thunderhead of, of yeah. what people think they can get away with, what they should do. Yep. And not only that, but like you said, that the mask now becomes a political stand-in where yeah. one of the things that if it doesn't come to blows, a lot of people are engaging in political intimidation over the mask wearing. And that is, yeah. that's, that's, that's verbal abuse. That's verbal. It's not a video that you're going to see on NBC News. That's verbal abuse that people are just going to absorb mm. through the course of your flight. Now, neither of us have had that because I don't think either of us have really flown. But I mean, should we, should we, no. should we be prepared to see this? Is this the sort of thing we're going to no. absorb for flying it, inside it's the still, United States? Because as I said, it's still unlikely. It's still unlikely. The odds, you know, I'm flying for the first time since February 2020. I just booked my flight at the end of July. I It's still unlikely that you'll run into this. But it's just more likely than it used to be. And it does indicate something. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, this is bad, but I mean, you got into some of the whys. Um, I mean, this is bad, but it's not all that new. Um, but what I think we're seeing is one more element of what we've seen in the past five, six, to an extent, the past 10, 12 years, or really the, the past 20 years, which is, or really the past, fit, you know, what we've always, no, I keep extending <laughs> What we've seen, let me be vague and say in recent years, which is, People have always had this impulse, but they now feel more licensed to express it, right? Um, they feel more free to let out their demons, and they feel more uh, less less uh, obligated to control themselves. And I feel controlling yourself in this context is what you know, is, is being, being civic minded is doing what you need to do for a society. You know, I mean, uh, a lot of people use the cliche freedom isn't free. And they're usually referring to, you know, the ultimate sacrifice, which is like soldiers giving their life or whatever, which of course, but I think freedom isn't free also refers to just, you know, that you, you can't just do whatever you want. It's, you gotta, you gotta follow certain rules and you gotta do some things that might not be your number one preference because you live in a society and not everyone, you know, you got to accommodate other people, right? I, I don't piss out my window. I mean, I don't want to piss out my window. I mean, if it were perfect, if, if it helped the environment, I'd piss out my window. How did I get into that? Uh, but you, but I think we'd all agree you can't literally do every single thing you want because that's just not how the way society or humanity works. I mean, there are plenty of people I want to punch in the face. Am I going to do it? No. And not just because I don't want to get arrested. Um and I'll tell you something else I hate about this, which is, you know, I, 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 it's been a while since I've worked in retail or service sector. I'm very lucky in that regard. But like, I even had a few incidents of this in the 90s when I worked at a record store. And more so now, like, everyone's got to be a fucking security officer. Like, wear your mask. No, wear your mask. No, like, it's not the job of the flight attendant to enforce these heavily politically charged rules. And it's not the job of the the woman behind the counter at fucking Jack in the Box who's getting paid minimum wage to enforce, you know, again, rules that people seem to be very passionately tied to breaking. So I don't like that. Like I'm running, you know, I said, oh, we're going, my company's going back to in-person events and we've kind of, we've set these rules and parameters for what are going to be the safety rules and all that. And frankly, like our, our, our watchword is nimble. Like, let's be prepared to change things. I mean, things are changing quickly. So we have some safety precautions in place now that we might drop by the time we actually do these events. Okay. But one thing I don't want is want my, my, my hosts or my assistants or my staff to feel like they have to like lay down the law with guests. I mean, they already have to do laying down the law with like not cheating, but like if they have to lay down the law about like what guests are touching or how they're acting or maybe in some cases wearing masks. I mean, I don't know if we're still going to be doing that by then. 
Like, that's not their fucking job. I don't want them to get between a client and their, you know, deeply held beliefs, even if their deeply held beliefs are bullshit. Like, that's a lot. I don't pay these people enough to have to do that. It's the latest in an epidemic of terrifying episodes in the sky. Moving on, Noah, tell me why unruly slash rowdy slash homicidal air traveling is uh, all the rage these days. Yeah, I mean, the, the very, very simplified short answer is the pandemic. But here's something. Here's a quote I ran across somewhere. Uh, research suggests that the division of the cabin, what scholars have labeled situational inequality, can contribute to air rage. One study found that economy passengers are more likely to act out when they had to board through a first-class section. Yes, so I, did, I did read that. That makes it right. So, like, people, you get more angry when you see the good life and you feel you don't have it and you think well, other people are getting more than you want. And, of course, other people big thing in our politics now when you feel other people who are undeserved are getting more than you want and media illiterate fools are falling for this right-wing narrative that oh poor people aren't working sitting on their fat asses and collecting checks and eating lobster and you have to work for a living yeah with with your tax money yeah sure um and i think the pandemic not just the political rhetoric as 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 there is no more uh there are no more right-wing political beliefs there's just anger and rage uh, but I think the pandemic accelerated that as well because I don't know about you, but I felt this a lot, still do. You see things on TV or you hear things in podcasts or whatever, and you're like, you see these people who seem like they're not making any sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Like they're not wearing masks, they're not isolating. This podcast I listen to, I don't want to name names, but these guys, they're complaining about, oh, everyone in my family's sick, and they're still getting together, the three of them, to record every week. Yeah. Like all through the pandemic, they were doing this. Yeah. And there's a sense of like, why do I have to follow the rules? Why do I have to make sacrifices? And these people who, whether I'm right or wrong, have more than me. Sure. You know, they add a yeah. podcast that people listen to and people care about, maybe make money off, not this piece of shit thing we're slapping together and four losers listen to every every week. Right? Thank you. We love you. I'm kidding. We love you. Um, it just seems unfair that these people are undeserving. They don't make a sacrifice and they reap more of the benefit. So I think the pan that is a feeling that is strong in our society. And I think the pandemic has accelerated it. That why do I have to wear a mask? Why do I have to follow the rules? All these other people don't. Yeah, right? I, I think that, you know, because, again, I mentioned a guy who obviously had a bad day, <laughs> some sort of dissociative incident. I'm sure a lot of people are also... You know, one brain chemistry short circuit away from some kind of um, psychopathic, uh, otherwise unexplainable event. But that that is the far minimum, of, uh, the, the far end minimum. I think that what is most likely, as is being, you know, that woman who was at Sarah Nelson, the woman from the um, flight attendants union. You know, these people are t taking score of what's going on. And they're the ones that say, look, you know, the difference is that, you know, an overwhelming majority of these incidents are mask related. Or at least they, they, the, the crux is they begin with a mask related. Um, please put your mask back on. Please put it over your nose. You know, you need to have it on. And then it escalates to a fistfight or a verbal match or something like that. Now, here's, here's the thing. I think that there, there's a segment of Americans who see no fault or consequence for exercising violence and aggression. After the rhetoric of the last four years, you know, plain and yeah, simple. And yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to, again, like I said, the, the people who we would call, well, this is completely politically incorrect, Looney Tunes are bonkers. Uh, they're going to, you know. How's that politically incorrect? Well, because I'm not exercising it's a lot of. offensive to Bugs Bunny or what? <laughs> it's like the, the, where, what's changed is the fact that everyone is here grousing about the mass. They're doing the exact same thing they would do at a Lowe's, except they're doing it in the sky, like I said before, yeah. without the risk of. Repeating. And people are more nervous in the sky. People are always nervous flying. I mean, yeah. that's got to be a factor too, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I think that this is a leap in logic. I think that people think it's acceptable. And not only that, it's necessary to hit and destroy to get their way. I think that people think that there is this, it's part of the stand your ground culture. It's sort of the, the cult of personal freedom where it's like, not only am I entitled to this, not only are you an yeah. idiot, but it, yeah. but there's no crime, there's no harm if I hit you. If I cause you to lose a tooth, you deserved it because you're a fucking idiot. You know, you're, you're living in clown world, all these right-wing memes. You know, you're you're that person who we should all be hitting because you're a liberal who has, a, you know, the disease, the brain yeah. disease of liberalism. Yeah, you know, which is which is to say that the mask, as we know, has become um, an issue of political identity. You know, and then and then yep. with that, you're egged on you're egged on by a massive political entity in that, uh, cult, you know, the culture war of identity. So I, I the one thing I thought that this was um, I don't think it did it any service 
was people saying that this was a um, uh, growing pain of, of re-socializing after the... Nah, come on. Yeah, that's, I think that's bullshit. I think that it's like, you know what? You know what? Um, here's what a growing pain would be of re-socializing after spending so much time doing It's stepping on someone's foot or it's uh, accidentally shuffling past them or it is doing... And not making eye contact with somebody. That's, I believe, a faux pas of re-socializing around people. Punching someone's teeth out is not re-socializing that is quite literally a sea change in the way people some people regard other people you know i agree with you but there's a finer point here that you didn't mention as you said this is the last the rhetoric of the last four years and that to be tough and to be strong and to be an american means acting like a five-year-old bully i wonder where that came from but here's a quote i saw Many of the bans, you know, banning people you can never fly again on this yeah, yeah, on yeah, this yeah. airline. Many of the bans have occurred since the violent riot at the U.S. Capitol, swelling to 2,700 bans in the week after July, January 6th. So, shit, I hope there isn't another one on July 6th. Uh, so, you know, we said acceleration of an existing problem, but I think, you know, January 6th, created this myth in a lot of people's minds that that's how you express your patriotism. Yeah. yeah. I mean, talk about up is down, black is white, by smearing shit on the walls of the Capitol and going in and stealing and sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair or whatever the fuck these people did because they they pooped their pampers because their their god master didn't win an election. Um, you know, I think it's the example of that really ginned people up. And... I mean, growing pains, I don't agree with that. I mean, my hope is still that some of this will fade over time, but only if we, we play our cards right. And so far we're playing our cards half right, do, I think. Do you think there's? Do you think that punishment does anything here? That's really my question. What about a deterrent? Because I think that this is like a hydra. For every one of these people you throw on a no-fly list or right, you ban, right. does, is it going to stop the next guy on a virgin uh, flight from ever doing I, this? I don't – so I don't know if – deterrent you know they say they're upping the fines and that doesn't deter people what, what i do think is effective is banning people i mean look if you get one asshole off that's good uh you know off of a flight you got to do that it's the same reason you got to throw someone in jail after a crime or take uh, the license away when they fucking drive drunk take the license away right so i mean i i think it's look i don't know but i feel like one tool that isn't used enough is like let's make life harder for these people like, like, uh, okay, well, now I can't fly. I got to go to my daughter's wedding. I got to go to my friend's funeral. I can't go. Why? Because fucking Southwest is the only flight available to me, and I fucked up. So I can't do that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, this is why I'm saying if people are so fucking tough in their convictions, like people who don't want to get vaccinated, stay home. Fucking stay home, right? Fine. You don't want to get vaccinated? That's fair. But you can't go to Lowe's. You can't go to the zoo. You can't send your kid to school. Right. Like pay, you know, pay the price of your convictions. And if your fucking conviction is I should get to punch a flight attendant in the face because she told me something I didn't want to hear, then fine. Pay the fucking price. It's I mean, do they do anything? I don't know. I just want to make these people's lives harder because that's what freedom is. If you if you don't get to do everything you want with no consequences. I don't know. We're, we're, we're not, we're getting away from what we want to do here. We wanted to have fun here, Bill, and we're not doing it. We're getting angry. I need everyone to take their seats right now with the exception of this group right here. If young Bill were on a flight right now, is there any chance you would scream and yell and tell a six-year-old to fuck off or knee a flight attendant in the balls or, I don't know, throw a bag of peanuts at a, a pilot? Would you do any of these things under oh, any man, circumstances? I've always been cowed by, um, you know, they, me not, too. That's why we're friends. Yeah, it is. It, but it's not just the, it's not just authority, but the, you know, you, when you go into an air, I don't know how other people feel about this. You go into an airport. I mean, the first air, the first flight I took, I think, was 1993, and the most recent flight I took, I guess, was right before the pandemic. It was in February of 2020. Every single time I walked in, in, into a, an airport. Hell, driving up to an airport, you know, and, and you see the tower and the planes coming in and, you know, the, the, the wait for cars and the drop off. Everything about it is this enormous machine that I feel swamped. I feel absolutely dwarfed. You know, it crushes you like brutalist yeah. architecture. 
And I mean, I think that's the best way we have it. We don't really do any better than it's that same way around the planet. There, there isn't a better way to do airport or flight travel than this because it's that's pretty much the way it is everywhere. The last thing I think about is, huh, I can't wait to start, you know, throwing my hands once I get in there. As soon as the minute somebody pisses <laughs> me over, tells me that I don't have the right ID or I don't know, something like that. So I, I start off on the back foot already thinking that this is an enormous thing and I have to be quiet and it's all based on razor sharp connections of, of, you know, did you fill out this correctly? Does your, I've had this before, Noah, where my ID says William, but I bought the plane yeah. ticket under the name Bill. And I didn't think anything of it. And it's like, I get to the gate and the, the person's like, uh, who is this? I'm like, that's yeah, me, you know? And they're looking at me like, the guy looked at me like, uh, the names don't match. I'm like, I was yeah. like, William is, lo- that's the formal name for Bill. And he goes, the names don't match. Yeah, and I just, I, such, yeah. I felt my heart sink. I'm like, oh my God, this, I'm inside of Terry Gilliam's Brazil. You know, this, I, what could I do about this? Honestly, I'm going to kick off my flight. Cause I've encountered the one person on earth who doesn't know that bill is a nickname for William. Because he's just, the person was a stickler. This is post nine 11. It was a stickler. It was the letter of the law. Not well, the that's spirit. what, that's what terrorists do is they, they go by, we, you know, most of the nine 11 perpetrators were, were Richard, but they went by Rick. Rick. Yeah. So J- most people don't know that. Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Mohammed Atta is what the guy's name was. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy, Dick, uh, Alex, and uh, Chad. Not Chad, not uh, Chaz. Chaz. This says this says your name is Ben Laden, not Benjamin Laden. How, how do you explain <laughs> that, sir? <laughs> so no, at at no yeah. point is it at any it, in my. <laughs> sorry, it's stupid. I I, ah! I have right. never been compelled to uh, mouth off to anybody. Look, I mean, and and I've been in some places where it's like this is a tough scrape. It, 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 like, will I get past this person quick enough to? If I make, you know, if there's a long line to the fucking X-ray machine, and it's like I'm just sitting here holding my dick in my hand, wondering, am I going to make this or not? I think I have time, well, but it's like you're that guy masturbating on the line. Yeah, that's that true. That is familiar. me. Yeah. So no, at no point would I have liked this as a kid. I mean, I think you're you're supposed to have a really an abiding respect for authority, and you're supposed to understand the fact that you're squashed in the middle of this, and that it's it's temporary. That this is a this is a thing you a handshake agreement you make first of all with a lot of money that you pay for this extreme disservice and this displeasure. Uh, but that's the way it's built, you know. And, and a couple, after a couple of hours, you're in fucking Orlando, so it's like you right. got you got to get over you're, it. You're par- you're, par- you're about to partake in a fucking miracle. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to name yes. names, a comedian we don't like to quote anymore. But he had a bit for years about, I'm tired of people complaining about flying. This is a miracle. You're flying through the air. Like, New York to L.A. used to take 20 years, and half the people would die on the way there. And you're in a, you're and in a, now, you're in a like, seat that's moving at supersonic speed. Right. You're flying through the air watching an Adam Sandler movie, and you're there. Like, <laughs> we are so jaded to the miracle of air travel. Yeah, no, look, I I mean, we talk about when I was young, when you were younger. I mean, I think that's actually a salient question now because I think part of the problem is, and partly the example they've been given, is people are acting immature. They are acting like a six-year-old bully. Like, wah, 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 I don't like it, pushing and shoving to get my way. I mean, you see this with children. I see this with my niece. She's eight, and she's a good kid, but when her older brother's you know, they're playing around. They're all having fun. They're laughing. But even when it's funny, frustrating, she'll push them. You know, kids do that. That's how they express their anger. They yeah. push. They yeah. hit because they it's don't the, have the developing grasp, brain. Yeah. Right. Grasp of their faculties enough to know you don't just follow your impulse when it's something like that because they live in a fucking society. And if their parents do it, it's their parents job to say you don't hit when you're mad. You deal with it other ways. Um. And I think about when I was younger, which I don't know. When I was a teenager, I think I had more control over my anger than I do now. But um, uh, I remember an incident when I was probably 14 or 15. I was on a flight, and this one flight attendant just sucked. And like to the point where like everyone was like rolling their eyes. But she, the one specific thing I can mention, she dropped a can of Sprite on my arm. And ah. like dropped from the cart and landed on my arm, and it hurt like a motherfucker. I know it doesn't sound like much, but boom, right there, like the edge got right in my biceps. And I like, I even wrote an essay about this in school for some assignment, talking about how this flight attendant sucked. And I guess I'm more sympathetic now because that's a shitty job, and even without a pandemic, and who knows what you know, she might have been having a bad day. She didn't, she didn't punch anyone. Um, but I'm, you know, going back to today, how I feel now, like, I don't know, I get pretty pissed off. Like, I know I'm going to get 
tired of wearing that mask flying to Boston. Like, I'm going to get uncomfortable. You bet. I mean, wearing a mask, it's nothing if you're just out for 10 minutes. But if you're wearing it a long time, like my friend who's a teacher, she says she goes to school now and she wears the mask all day. She says, toward the end of the day, I always have this 10-second period where I feel claustrophobic. And I need to, like, breathe and calm down, you know? So, yeah, we all hate it. It's, we fucking hate right. it, man. Yeah. But you know what? You're a fucking adult. You do it. You do it. You don't get to do everything you like all the time. And I'll tell you, the I joked before about, like, oh, 60 uh, TSA people have been attacked and they deserved it. I, I hate, hate airport security. Hate it, hate it, hate it. I know I should apply for the pre-check or whatever it is. It's literally, I forget every time. Um. Because I just think it's stupid and it's pointless. And those people act like they are authority figures and they suck. And they can't point to one terrorist they've caught. And yelling at me because I didn't know they changed the rules yesterday about iPads. Yeah. You know, that happened to me once. They <laughs> yelled at me. Yes, yes. And I'm like, well, I flew two days ago and I didn't have to. Like, well, we, we have to keep the bad guys on their toes. That's literally what this guy said. And I was like, why are you yelling at me? And second of all, like, that's keeping the bad guys on their toes? Okay. So I – but Whatever. I suck it up and deal with it. I don't punch anyone. I don't yell at anyone because I live, we live in a society. This morning, federal authorities report bad behavior on board planes has nearly doubled since we first reported on the problem earlier this month. Noah, let's trample down the doors to uh, the apocalypse. Tell me, is this a the apocalypse. sign yeah, of the end of the world? Maybe. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an example of something that might be the end of the world in that societal breakdown we don't follow the rules we react to everything like five-year-old bullies me 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 i mean that is almost the literal definition of how societies break down um i find in general the reluctance to wear masks to be really disheartening i probably said some of this in the in the vaccine denial thing but i almost feel it's more salient here because i think what the pandemic showed us is that when it comes to solving the big problems, we can't get it together. No, you know, the no, nerds yeah. can get it together. The people who created the vaccine, they're fucking superheroes for all time. And and to an extent, extent we got it together. I mean, we got we we got the orange goblin out of the White House, and that's not for nothing. Um, but you know, that the big crises hit and there still is no sense of, of civic duty among way too many people. And that's how you don't, you know, that's how big problems become bigger problems, right? Is that we just, we can't, you know, I think about all the cartoons and the stories I read as a kid, a lot of um, superhero stories. There was one type of plot I was loving. By the way, He-Man did this a bunch of times. I've realized since I, I remember the He-Man cartoon, they did this a bunch of times where there'd be like a bigger threat that was yeah. so big that the good guys and the bad guys had to team up to deal with it. Yeah, I, I remember that, sure, yeah. Right? He-Man did that probably three or four times. And while he's having Skeletor going, next time I see you, we're enemies, you know. And then there were probably some superhero stories. There definitely been. Like, we need to put aside all our differences so we can combat this bigger threat. I was, I always found that very dramatic and very exciting. It was the final episode of the Justice League cartoon, right, which is amazing. Um, and I feel like Americans won't do that, you know. Like, we used to, I don't want to get into it, but, you know, you see this with, with, with the right wing embracing Putin now, liking Putin more than Biden. Um, we, we can't put our differences aside even when the threat is bigger. And I think this is, I mean, I'm spinning out more widely from the topic we're really supposed to be talking about here. But yeah, it's it's very disheartening and it might it might not be the cause of the apocalypse, but but a sign for sure. I have such an anathema to conflict, physical conflict. I'm such a pacifist. I mean, I, I get angry and I, I exhibit my anger on inanimate objects. I generally don't mouth off to people because I'm, I'm too intimidated to do that. I I can't, I don't dish it out because I honestly, I can't take it. You know, that's that's just the way yeah. I, my chemistry runs. Um, I, I don't I don't fight. I don't argue with anybody. When, when I'm getting fucked by customer service or if I have to lodge a grievance, I, try, I honestly try to do it as, as respectful as possible. Um, I, I hope I come across in, in a way, you know, I know I realize the person I'm talking to didn't cause the problem, but um, I try to just be like, you're a human being and this is just your job and whatever. I'm a human being and I got, and I got fucked and it's just we're talking to each other today because of this thing. And, you know, what we're seeing on the planes is exactly this. It's like, OK, emissary of, you know, gigantic administrative body, the person from the flight attendants union, this person who's been, you know, in the air, which is not an easy job. 
um, I mean, you know, it's <clears throat> it's a pretty a pretty lousy what do you call it customer facing um, um, position in terms of what they've had to do anyway. You know, they don't get to see their families. A lot of them are single. It's it's I don't know. There's a lot to it. Um, but again, that's just for one moment of the day. You have an irate person who doesn't want to wear the mask, and there's the person saying, "You don't have a choice because you know we have to do this." And then you know, whammo, you got something that's going to show up on the evening news or something that's on a YouTube clip. Um, you know, it, it, it is it's, it is like the rending the social contract, and maybe that's a bigger yeah. a bigger thing. It is what you're talking about. Is it spinning away from this a little bit? I do know one thing. Um, I I uh, the last four years have taught me something, which is that it takes. I don't think this. I don't think this is an exaggeration. It takes about a hundred people to to fix the damage of one poorly intended um, free radical agent. You know, one person who's intent yeah. on destruction. It could require as many as a hundred people to require to, to fix the damage of one person. And yeah. th- this is always one of these things where it's like, man, you know, if you have, like you said, it's not a gigantic, stunning number. You can probably fly the rest of your life without ever seeing one of these instances yourself. But it could be bad enough that there is enough of it. That it's like it requires so many people to to heal the damage. You know, this fucking woman is having her teeth put back in her head. And it's like, what is this shitty woman, Kinona's, who did the punching? It's like, well, what is her next day like? How does she make the rest of the world pay for, you know, uh, being held accountable for what she did? She's not happy about that. And she's going to rain that misery and that piss down on somebody else the next day. You know, like this is all a lot of bullshit that's floating around the world. A lot of bad, you know, uh, bad air. Uh, that you just can't open the window and sweep it out. And, I mean, I just don't know how you get out of that. That's the closest thing I would say, you know, to an apocalypse. Um, you know, but you really want to spin it out further than this. And this is, this is something I wrote in extreme. Um, but let's not forget that, you know, what Americans have discerned is perfectly fine in the running of a nation and the running of a society. Punching, you know, some bitch's teeth out for demanding you pull the mask up over your nose or put it... We've already decided that slaughtering a school full of kids was perfectly acceptable enough to not change oh, gun laws. We're, we're going there, dude. And there's been a really crazy spike in violent incidents on airplanes and on the ground. Are you jealous at all of any aspect of this phenomenon? The, the modern air rage, the air rage renaissance, the air rage renaissance. Yeah, the irate. Air, air rage renaissance. Uh, sucks. I mean, it, I guess you have to think about, because some people, I was thinking about it, some people would think that there is something to be jealous about, right? There is, the, you know, in some ways, uh, these. I'm sure a few of these people are being held as exemplars of revolutionary martyry behavior. That the, you know, the, yeah, v- v- Viviana Quinones is now a front runner for uh, for the president, <laughs> the Republican presidential nomination. Yeah. yeah, you're probably not too far off. Uh, she fights. She said, "Did you see the guy? There's a guy who's running for Congress. This is a funny one. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, there's a guy who's running for something in New Hampshire." And he, live in an interview, it revealed to him he's running for the wrong office. He was complaining about this congresswoman, congresswoman, but he's running for state house. And the interviewer said, like, she's a U.S. congresswoman. He went, no, she serves in the Capitol, Concord. And he's like, no, the interviewer's like, no, she serves in Washington. And he went, oh, well, I guess I'll have to run for that seat then. But as stupid as that is, he claimed he was at the insurrection on January 6th. And he claims that's his qualification because it proves he does something about it. And he shows up. Yeah, he shows he up. He doesn't just sit on his hands. Yeah. He orders the, the chicken popcorn from uh, KFC. Sit, yeah. Right. Sits on his hands, shits on them, and then rubs the shit all over the U.S. Capitol. Because <laughs> that's, that's how you express your patriotism. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything for me to be jealous Sorry. about. Um, whether it is the person, <laughs> the flight attendant, who's got to deal with this garbage, this mess, or if it's the person who somehow gets this... Um, you know, like they, they get hit with a Shazam lightning bolt and it gives them the powers for a couple of seconds of being able to punch somebody mouth off and then get, you know, thrown to the indoor outdoor carpet in a plane. I, I don't see how there's any upside of any of this. Um, so, no, I don't think these people are heroes. I don't think that there's some constructive thing that comes from them venting their anger at, at you know, at, at the emissary of a gigantic administrative body. Um, I don't see, even see how it applies in this case, you know. All right, here's what I'm jealous of, right? Uh, These people, as stupid, as immature, as shitty as they might be, they have a level of conviction that I can never dream of. You know, you were saying before you were were cowed by authority, and I 
I'm serious when I say this is why we're friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was completely cowed by authority as a child. As a teenager, less so. Uh, as a young adult, I kind of slipped back into it more, and now I'm a lot better about it. But there's still some of that there. And I just won't do something because even if I know the authority figure is wrong, I melt underneath it. I'm, I'm still, man, I had a terrible day the other day because um, I'm, I text for this group, uh, political texting. We're encouraging people to contact their senators and, and get them on board to, to pass H.R. 1, you know, the voting rights thing. And, of course, like an idiot, you know, occasionally you get someone, fuck off, Trump won, all that. And one guy actually tried to engage me in, a, in an argument. And he beat me. He fucking beat me. He slipped right through my fingers. And I know he's wrong. And I could think of, think of all these things I could say later. Like he was saying, like, voting anyone voting is not that hard. Anyone who doesn't vote is just lazy. Who can't get to the polls? The Amish? Who is this for? And I couldn't think of the specific examples of uh, if there's one polling place in your in five towns and you got to wait six hours online and you got to pick up your kids from school and no one's allowed to give you water, like— I'm sorry. It's not a matter of taking an hour, taking a long lunch break, motherfucker. And I just couldn't think of any of this stuff. And I just, I mean, I shouldn't have engaged with this guy anyway. I don't know why I'm spinning off here. My point is just this guy talking with conviction meant he beat me. Right. I see Even though I, see I know mean. he's wrong. Right. So I admire that these people are, they're not, you know, no fear of the opprobrium, you know, no fear of being insulted, being told you're wrong. They can go forward with their idea and push it without being afraid of being told to sit down. That has no effect on them. And I don't want to have the feelings they feel, and they certainly don't want to have the mindset they have, but I like some of that boldness, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I can see. You know, I didn't think quite about that, but that is, there's some validity to that for sure. Yeah, thank you. All right, so um, our very last segment is the fallopian scale. Yes. Yeah, no, the Falun Gongian scale. That's what we're calling Falun it. Falun Gong, the yeah, the, the, the people who um, yeah march out in front of uh, trying to get people to look at the— the fate of people who in China who are, um, uh, yeah, criminalized right. by the by Communist Party, all that. Good uh, stuff. While we're talking about happy, cheery, yes, topics. yes, yes. So where where would you say this falls on our X Y Z axis of uh, topicality? All right. Well, so this is pretty fucking low, but uh, you know, I I think it's more uh, a stormtrooper in the end of the world army than the leader. So let's take something that's like an existential, absolute nightmare, end of the world potential. So I went with the Reface app, right? Yes, yes. Fakes. Right. So that's that's sub-zero on our scale below the x-axis, like, you know, down there with, with Ryan's World and David Dobrik and all that. So you're down at Reface, very, very low, sub-zero, and then move up the value of something that's bad but probably harmless. So move up... Quibi, the amount of Quibi, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Remember Quibi? I do, yeah. You forgot about Quibi. I think it was sold. Uh, yes, that it was, was. That yeah. was actually what, what Dr. Dre, back when he was called Quibi, that was yeah. his first nickname. It was forgot about Dre. A lot of people forget about, about that. Yeah, his, his on the streets, yeah. it was Quibi. And then he changed it to Dre because it just yes. rolls off the tongue more right. easily. And then, you know, the original uh, movie was, forget it, Jake, it's Quibi. Um who directed that movie? Polanski. Thank you. I was about to say so-and-so's idea, but I couldn't remember. Roman Polanski, thank you. Directed one of my favorite movies, Scumbag. Uh, all right, so we're down at Reface, and we move up the value of Quibi. That on the scale is where you will find, on the Falun Gongian scale, is where you will find the, the, the modern air rage, the, the, third, the second wave of air rage, the equivalent of madness and the specials to ska is these air rage incidents <laughs> to, yes to air rage in general well i i uh thought that i can't remember another topic that other than perhaps mma where you could literally get your teeth knocked out uh but it's different yeah but, but those guys but that's the point of mma right i don't have a problem right with no that. no no i'm saying but yeah. just just as a just as a uh, distinction i'm saying mma is a voluntary thing even the logan paul fight from last week that there was a chance you could lose some dental uh, dental work uh, so th this is, uh, you know, somebody, somebody uh, the lady on that flight who was sucker punched, you know, she had a brow split. She was, you know, like you said, blood was leaking in her face and she spat out teeth. That's pretty fucked up. And like even as bad as Ryan's world is, it's like I want to hit people and kill them, but it's like I'm not actually going to do any harm. I never went and uh, punched the Holderness family. You know, not, none of these things never happened with any of our other topics before, no matter where they fell in the scale. But I mean, th this has engendered real physical harm to people, which they simply do not deserve. 
So I'm inclined to say that this is at the bottom. This is not to say that other things won't end bottom it further. Uh, we can Good keep work. we can keep digging, you know, sub basements and you know sub sub basements and you know catacombs and you know like those bone filled ossuaries that are that are underneath the Parisian uh, streets. We can continue to fill our fill. Those are it's a great place, by the way. If you've ever not been there, those those catacombs under under Paris are fucking a trip. They are totally worth seeing. Uh, I went there the first time I went to Paris when I was seven. But damn it, I should go. If, God, I hope I go back to Paris someday. I love that place. You will. You will. Uh, I, I, I remind me to go to the motherfucking catacombs. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to put this at the bottom. Not, not, I'm not trying to take away from Reface, but I just think people, actual people are getting hurt. And the guy's trying to pull the fucking door open on a plane. It's like, that's a little worse than Reface right now. But talk to me again in six months, eight months. Maybe we'll have a different uh, different conversation. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. That'll do it, my friend. Uh, okay. We, we, we did this last time, I think, with vaccine hesitancy because we had done it the week after Gutfeld, so it's just negative stuff. Yes. So, folks, next week we're going to do something totally fun, funny. Uh, if we don't love it, it'll be something that is harmless. We promise. But yeah. we need your suggestions. We need your ideas for topics. You are our greatest resource. You're like the children of America. Yeah, so far, so, uh, the, the, the the clubhouse leader that me and Noah have been talking about is the uh, Lukashenko arrest of uh, that guy, Roman Protesevich, on the plane that was uh, downed uh, between Lithuania and Greece. If you guys have a better idea than that, something more pop culture related, send it our way. We'll, we'll be happy yes, to Yes, please do. Uh, how can people get in touch with us? That's people? a great question. Well, if you'd like to find past episodes of the show, first of all, and no, I believe this is episode 184. We're, we're yeah, closing down that. 200 episodes of this. Can you believe it? Yes. You know what? what the, we're going to do 200. That's funny because I feel like we just did 100. I know, right? Like the other the other week. Well, I'm going to think 100 was gender neutral pronouns. Mm-hmm. That was September 19. Yeah. Um, you know, well, yeah, know what? They, sa- they said explicitly, they, they, said. They, said it, they said, first of all, it would never work. And they said we could never get there. And look at it. We're, we're proving them wrong. <laughs> we're proving them all wrong. All the haters. <laughs> And all the, the so suckers. Those, all those episodes, they're on all the aggregators you guys love. Spodcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Spodcast. Play, Stitcher, Smodcast, yeah. all those things. Clopcasts. Yeah. Uh, at Noah and Bill Show on Twitter. Noah and Bill Don't Get It, gmail.com. Gives a review on those aggregators. It's great. You can look for me, Bill Scurry. I'm constantly doing podcasts. I've had a bunch. I just did another podcast, another episode of Wrong Real about a J- Japanese animation director, a guy named Yoshiaki Kawajiri. Made an incredible movie called Ninja Scroll, which you might have heard of. That's usually the one anime movie people actually have seen. Came Wait, out. when is that movie from? Is it new? Should we do it on the show? No, no, no. It's it's like 89. Oh, okay. 89. It's back in the day. Oh, okay. yeah. Anyway, so listen, that's wrongreal.com. Look for that. Uh, I got all the, and these things are all over Twitter in abundance. And my video uh, production stuff thing that I have made and will continue to make are on uh, YouTube. YouTube.com slash AMCSer. Now here's Noah. Here I am. Uh, so, yeah, I mentioned before I run the big quiz thing, America's premier provider of corporate and private trivia events. And we are, uh, well, two things to announce. One, we are we are back to offering in-person events uh, July 6th, right after the July 4th holiday. Uh, but virtual carries on. So bigquizthing.com, get in touch today. And uh, actually, we, we occasionally do public events. We're doing a virtual public event, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, July 15th. It is a food and drink-themed trivia spectacular. Uh, all proceeds go to City Harvest the first and largest uh, food redistributor charity in New York City. Excellent charity. We are very proud to have partnered with them. Uh, get your tickets now. I will be hosting this event, and we're going to have some nifty prizes too, so uh, details on that TBA. Uh, you can learn more about all this nonsense at bigquizthing.com. All right, everybody, stick with us, because in the future, we, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2021.